Hi, Jessica. I just wanted to tell you that your podcast is really good. I'm going to send you a big uh, greeting from Mexico. So you are having international listeners and it has helped me a lot. I've, I've heard all of them in one day and I want to thank you because it's amazing and it's precise. It's short and it's to the point and I really like it. So it helps me to put the mindset and the planning into things. And I hope this message finds you well and keep up the good work. Thank you. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to say thank you, Annie, for that unsolicited and very sweet review that you sent me through voice message on Instagram. It means so much to me when you guys reach out and let me know that I've impacted your lives and that you appreciate my message. So if you're interested in having your review read on the podcast or you want your voice message played on the podcast, feel free to leave a rating and review or send me a voice message via DM and I will save all of those for upcoming episodes. I hope you thoroughly enjoy today's pep talk. Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder of the Join Jessica XO social platform, weight loss influencer, recovered binge eater, motivational speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. I am obsessed with helping women create that unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a pep talk that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, then you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. This is episode 13. And if you're listening to this in 2020, I'm releasing this episode the week of the new decade. Happy New Year to you. I hope that this is an incredible year for you. I hope that you are able to commit to yourself and work towards all the things that you want for yourself and for your life and achieve them because you deserve it. Anyway, today I actually don't really know 100% what I'm going to be talking about generally when I start these podcasts. I just kind of have an idea in my head of what I want to start talking about and then I ramble. And as somebody who just a few short months ago was really afraid to even use my voice to talk about things and life and what was on my heart, this feels really different for me, but I find that I best communicate what I'm feeling and what's on my heart when I'm not looking at notes and I'm not reading off of a list or I'm not looking at bullet points. So just go with the flow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So I do want to start today by talking about something that I shared. It's Saturday today, December 28th, I believe. Um, 
And last night I went on a double date with my best friend and her husband. If you follow Rebecca on Instagram, she is incredible. And we actually met on Instagram. I don't think a lot of people know that she posted, she had been following me for a while. And then I think she commented on one of my posts or something. And being the creep that I am, I looked on her Instagram account and um, saw that she had posted a photo of the weather in a town called Schwanksville, Pennsylvania. And I was like, Schwanksville, like nobody knows that town. I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia in a very small area. And so I messaged her and I was like, are you from that area? And turns out we actually went to the same high school. I'm three years older than her. So we didn't know each other in high school, but we ended up meeting for happy hour probably about six years ago. And since then we have just been incredibly close. We have a lot in common and she's been with me through a lot. And I've been with her through a ton and our friendship is just really incredibly, incredibly special. Anyway, off topic. We went to Longwood Gardens last night. And if you're from Pennsylvania, I don't know if they have places like this. I assume they have places like this in other areas of the world or of the country or whatever. Longwood Gardens is like a beautiful place where you can walk through a huge park and see flowers and it's just super pretty. But in the holiday season, they have tons of Christmas lights up and it's just really, really beautiful. And I love things like that. My husband and I have gone there once before, not during the holiday season, but I've been dying to go during the holiday season because I love Christmas. I think it was always a special time in my house growing up. Like my mom really took time to decorate the Christmas tree. I have so many memories growing up of being with her and her taking hours. I mean, when I say she would take hours to put lights on the Christmas tree, she would string lights on the Christmas tree, like from the inside of the Christmas tree on every single branch to the outside of the Christmas tree. Like she took so much time because she was single and money was really tight. I feel like making our home feel like special and She wasn't able to spend a ton of money on Christmas gifts. She always did what she could to make us feel like the holidays were special. And that was something that it's just a really special memory for me. I love Christmas lights and I love Christmas trees. And it's just something that I have always wanted to do. I wanted to go to Longwood Gardens during the holiday season for a long time. And my husband, I love him to death and He is an incredible person, but he is not very much into holidays and he's kind of like the walking Grinch. And I tell him that all the time. This is not something I'm not like talking behind his back, like anything that I ever would say about him. He's very aware that I feel that way. Um, He's very like bah humbug. And the fact that I even have two Christmas trees in our house this season is incredible. And little by little, I think I'm going to, I don't want to convert him. Like I don't want to change my husband, but I would like for him to be a little more excited about Christmas time. And if he's not going to be excited, like at least let me enjoy what I want to enjoy, which he's very good at anyway. So let me get to the story. We went to Longwood gardens and my husband really took one for the team. And when, even though it's something that he really didn't want to do and We, I had fun. I enjoyed it, but he gets kind of touchy, not like, 
I don't even know how to explain it. He doesn't get like mad, but he just gets like kind of quiet and like he's not very good at like masking his emotions. So if he's like annoyed about something or not really enjoying something, it's very evident. And last night he was not having a good time and we ended up bickering, not like arguing, but just like we couldn't see eye to eye. Our vibe was off. Like the mood was off. And I don't generally, it doesn't bother me because we don't bicker much and we don't argue. I think we've had maybe three big arguments in the six years that we have been together, but I don't like to feel uncomfortable in situations, especially when we're around other couples. And even though Rebecca and Will are like our best friends and they're totally fine with it. Like they don't care. I just feel like uncomfortable. I want the mood to be good. I want everybody to be enjoying themselves. And that's what bothers me the most. Like when I see him not having fun, like I care because I want him to be happy. And although he took one for the team and did this for me, I still wanted him to enjoy himself to the best of his ability, but he didn't. And today I posted on Instagram just a few short hours ago and you guys have thoroughly enjoyed this post. I will put a link to the post in the show notes of this episode. I would really encourage you to go and read it if you struggle with comparison or the internet or social media in general tends to make you feel down about yourself. I posted a beautiful picture that Rebecca took of us last night at Longwood Gardens. It was so beautiful. The minute I saw it, I was like, oh, I love this picture. And I wanted to post it last night, but then I didn't end up posting it because we went to dinner and whatever. So I posted it today and the caption that I posted with it was talking about comparison and about how I just think it's so easy to go on social media and tend to think that people are living their best lives and the photos are beautiful and the feed is curated and everybody's smiling and everybody looks happy. And it's really easy in your real life from the outside looking in to look at posts like that and be like, wow, like I wish I had that and not really know like the truth of maybe the photo or the relationship in general or the person's life, like the reality of it. So I posted a beautiful photo today and I talked about our night last night. And I was honest that the vibe was off. The mood was off. We bickered. And while the photo is beautiful and the love I have for my husband is beautiful and our marriage is incredible, nobody is perfect. And we are all human and we all struggle. We all argue with our spouses. We all are battling something that the real, that the real world doesn't generally know. And especially in a world of social media where you're following people that you don't really know and you kind of feel like you know them because they share parts of their life. So you feel like you have this relationship or this connection with them and they're posting only amazing and incredible things you start to feel down on yourself. And I share this because although I have a larger Instagram account and I have a following of people, I still can, even though I'm aware that like what I post isn't always an accurate depiction of my life, which is why I felt it was important to share what I did today. Because I think that people look at others who in their eyes, they see as successful in one form or another. And most of you are here listening to me talk because you think that I have been successful in losing weight and in changing my mindset and achieving goals that I've set for myself, which I have. And I'm not discrediting myself for that, but I'm still human And I still have days where I feel down on myself. I still have moments of self-doubt. I still argue with my spouse. I still have days where I look in the mirror and I don't feel great about what I see. I'm a human being just like you are, just like everybody else. It doesn't matter if they have 20 million followers or five followers. We're all human. We all face the same emotions and we all have struggles that we're not talking about online. So 
If you struggle with this, I really suggest you go read the post and leave me a comment. Let me know that you appreciated it. It really does mean the world to me, but I think it's important that you protect your energy and make sure that you don't allow comparison online and on social media to rob you of the happiness that you feel in yourself. Like I read a quote years ago that comparison is the thief of joy. And I just think that that is one of the most accurate quotes I've ever read in my life because comparing what you have in your life, especially to somebody online where you don't know what is happening behind the scenes, you are only seeing 0.000001% of a moment, like how many selfies are taken before one is actually posted? How much filtering is done to that photo before she has the courage to post it? How many times did she rewrite that caption? How many sentences in that caption aren't even accurate? Or maybe is the truth bended just a little bit to make it sound a little bit better? You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So please don't allow people's lives in general, and especially online to rob you of the happiness that you deserve to feel on a day-to-day basis, because it's very, very easy for that to happen in the world of social media. And I hope that you can protect your energy because you deserve it. So like I said, link to that post particularly will be in the show notes of this show. So please go read it. Anyway, now that we're over 10 minutes in one thing that I did want to talk to you about this week, And I will try and keep this short, but I just think it's really important as we're heading into the new year. And I know I talk about this a lot, but I am sure that most of you are setting goals for yourself, which is incredible. I am an absolute, like, I will cheer you on for setting goals day in and day out. And I will celebrate you and clap for you a hundred percent because goals are incredible. And I think that it's one of the things that keeps me inspired in life. It's one of the things that makes me feel fulfilled. It's one of the things that makes me feel incredibly productive. And those are things that I thrive off of. And those are things that bring me happiness. So I will encourage you every single day, set those goals, sis, and work to achieve them. But I want you to be careful in the new year, especially around your diet and exercise goals, because look like the diet industry is like, a I don't know what this actual statistic is. I might be making this up, but I think it's like a seven, six or $7 billion industry. And people are taking advantage of others by selling them things that they absolutely don't need. And I want to encourage you if you are just getting started on this journey, or if you are picking back up where you left off, whether it was a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, if you are trying to get back into a fitness routine or a healthcare routine or a certain way of eating, whether it's keto or low carb or whatever it is that you want to do for yourself to achieve the goals that you have, I encourage you. But I also just want you to be careful because people will try and take advantage of you. And there's a lot of misinformation on the internet. And there are also people who will try and take your money for things that you absolutely don't need. And this is being like 100% real. You do not need supplements to lose weight. You do not need a meal replacement shake to lose weight. You do not need a personal trainer to lose weight. You do not need a fancy gym to lose weight. You do not need a nutritionist to lose weight. You do not need a coach, a mentor. And although I consider myself both of those things, and I would love to help anyone who is ready for help on their journey, but you do not need those things to lose weight. 
You don't need them. All you need is yourself and that's it. The internet has a ton of free resources that will allow you to build a healthier mindset for free. The internet has a ton of resources that will allow you to work out in your living room for free. The internet has a ton of free resources that will help you find a way of eating that feels comfortable for you for free. Please do not be taken advantage of in 2020 by people who are trying to take your money and trying to get you to do things that are not sustainable. You do not need, and this irritates me so much because I see it online all the time. Like, Oh, lose 15 pounds in 30 days. And great. Like, yeah, maybe if you're 300 pounds and you have a lot of weight to lose, it is absolutely feasible for you to lose 15 pounds in 30 days, especially if you're cutting your calories down pretty low and you introduce exercise to your routine. But for an average woman who is maybe, I don't know, 175 pounds or 180 pounds who wants to lose 20 or 30 pounds in the new year, If you expect to lose 15 pounds in 30 days, please don't expect to sustain that. And I just encourage you as you're starting on your health and fitness journey, that you can really sit with yourself for a moment before you start doing anything, before you start implementing a new way of eating, before you start implementing, uh, a new exercise program, sit with yourself and make sure that what you are doing, you're doing it truly because you want to be healthy. Because I think that it's a really slippery slope to start something with good intentions and to quickly fall into a really unhealthy pattern where you're not eating enough and you're over-exercising because you want to be a smaller version of you. And a lot of the women that I work with, one of the things that we talk about so much is they desire to lose weight. And I like, look, like I want you to lose weight. I would be a hypocrite if I was to tell you you're wrong for wanting to lose weight. Like I'm not telling you that, but what I am telling you is that weight loss is not the answer to whatever problem you think is going on in your life. Like weight loss is not going to bring you the happiness that you think it's going to bring you. It's not going to fill the void within you that you feel like it's going to. It is just not the answer. Weight loss is not the answer. So I encourage you to be really careful about how extreme you make your new lifestyle because it's really important that you remember whatever you do to achieve your weight loss goals, you're going to have to do something really, really similar to maintain them. And That's something, if you've been listening to this podcast or you know my journey at all, then you know that that's something that slapped me in the face like a ton of bricks a number of years ago after I truly believed like I would cut down my calories and I did. Like I think I was eating 800 to 1,000 calories a day. I would literally eat two bowls of special K cereal and then a Wawa hoagie most days of the week. That was what I was eating. And I would exercise doing cardio like one to two hours a day, five to six days a week. And as I was dropping the weight, I got more and more into it. I was like, oh, I'm seeing results. Like I'm just going to be a little more extreme and I'd cut out a little bit more food and I'd increase my exercise by just a little bit. So what, what started with a desire, of course, to be smaller, but also wanting to be healthier turned into me living an unhealthier life than I was to begin with because I got so sucked into wanting to be a smaller version of myself. So I really encourage you to make sure whatever you set out doing on your journey and whatever choices you decide to make in the beginning, 
Make sure that you're number one, not being too drastic and make sure that you are treating yourself well because you deserve it. Like you do not deserve to be miserable day in and day out just to live in a smaller body. And if you are starving yourself and you're over-exercising, you're not going to be a happy version of you. And I think that ultimately most of us set out on a weight loss journey because we want to be happy and we have a desire to be happier than we are in the moment. And you don't deserve to live the next year of your life making these incredible sacrifices to achieve something that ultimately really isn't even the answer. Because while yes, you might feel like a brief moment of happiness for seeing a low number on the scale, that moment is fleeting and it doesn't stay with you. Like I I promise you that your weight loss is not going to bring you what you're seeking. So just be really, really careful and make sure that You're not going after quick fixes. You don't need a quick fix. Like you don't need the next hot weight loss trend in 2020. What you need is to create a true desire in yourself to take care of yourself for the rest of your life. And that means moving your body, not just for physical results, but because it's good for you and feeding your body well, not just because you want to be in a calorie deficit and you want to see the scale go down, but because you know you deserve it and it's good for you and getting enough sleep because it's good for you and drinking enough water, not just to flush out the water retention, but because it's good for you on a daily basis, every single day for the rest of your life. Make sure that you are creating a lifestyle for yourself because Ultimately, those quick fixes, they will backfire in your face every single time. And the idea that you're going to lose, you know, seven to 10 pounds in a week by doing a fast or by doing a quote unquote detox, cool. Like you can lose seven to 10 pounds in a week doing a detox. That's great. But like physically, number one, physically, you're not going to look any different. So if you're like, oh, I have this trip coming up and I want to detox, like, you're not really going to look that much different. And number two, as soon as you start eating normally again and putting normal things back into your body, like the weight's going to come back on. And I just want you to find something that is sustainable for you long-term that can allow you to feel joy and happiness on a daily basis over the course of the journey. Because the bottom line is the journey is never done. This is a lifestyle and it's for the rest of your life. And the sooner that you accept that, and I know it sucks, like Trust me, I will be the first to tell you that like accepting that this was a lifestyle was one of the worst parts like for me in the beginning because I was like, fuck, like, honestly, I don't want to live. And this is true. Like in the beginning, I I don't feel this way now, but in the beginning, 100%, like I did not want to have to give up being sedentary. I didn't want to have to give up eating junk all the time. I didn't want to have to give up going through the drive through, you know, sometimes twice a day, seven days a week. I didn't want to do that. But I also knew that I didn't want to find myself 10 years from now, a hundred pounds heavier because I was treating myself so poorly. So just really identify what is it that you want for your life. And if it's only to be a smaller version of you, it's not going to be sustainable. You truly have to create a desire to take care of yourself from the inside out because you deserve it and because it will give you the ability to live a longer, healthier life, God willing. And just really be careful in this new year as you're setting goals around your health and fitness and your weight loss, because I don't want to see you number one, taken advantage of, and I don't want to see you doing things that aren't going to bring you the sustainable results that you desire. And I know that you're here listening to this because you've watched me 
lose 100 pounds and gain 100 pounds and lose again and gain again. And you likely have a lot in common with me. That's why you relate to me. And that's why you listen to this. And I don't want to see you continue to struggle believing that there are quick fixes that can bring you the sustainable results that you're looking for. Because the bottom line is there aren't. You have to create a lifestyle and you have to find a way of living that feels good for you, that you can maintain day in and day out for the rest of your life. And like I always say, that doesn't mean every day is going to be perfect. And that doesn't mean you're always going to be nailing your goals and you're always going to be crushing it. Like that's not reality, but you have to find things that feel good for you and starving yourself and over-exercising or living off of water or detox tea only like those are not things that are sustainable or good for you. So be careful in 2020. If your goal is to get healthier, make sure that what you're doing is actually healthy. Okay. Because you deserve it. You deserve to care for yourself, but that's going to come from not just a desire to be smaller or live in a littler body. It's going to come from a true desire to care for yourself like for you, for the core of who you are, for your soul, like for your heart, for your mind, because I think we get so wrapped up in the way that our bodies look and we tend to forget that we are so much more than our bodies and we deserve to care for ourselves on such a deeper level. Like don't be so superficial. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that because those are words that I've literally said to myself many, many times, like stop being so superficial. This world and this life does not give a shit about what your body looks like. Stop caring so much about it. Like it's not the end all or be all of who you are. The way that your body looks, the number on the scale, the size of your jeans, those things do not define you. Be a better person, be kind, be more giving, look out for others, take care of others. Those are things that are truly important in life. So make sure as you're setting out on a journey to be a better you in 2020, you're keeping in mind what really matters. Okay. Well, I think that's good enough for now. I love you guys so much and I truly wish you an incredible 2020. I would love to hear what some of your goals are. Send me a DM, let me know. And again, please leave a rating and review. It truly means more to me than you know. I truly, truly appreciate everything you guys say and thank you for being here and for listening to this. I am loving this platform and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to connect with you and share real world struggles with you because like life isn't perfect. And you can see someone who is incredibly successful and think that you wish that you had everything that they had, but they're still struggling. So I just am happy that I have the opportunity to share my struggles with you. Thank you for being here. I love you so, so much. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the inspiration coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, head over to joinjessicaxo on Instagram for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. I love you so, so much and cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, live today with a grateful heart and remember you're not only worthy, but incredibly capable of creating the life you desire.